0: Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I mean, what are you waiting for? Rate it, share it with your friends. We have new content coming out every weekday. It would mean the world to me if you did. Now, here's today's episode. Enjoy. So in studio today, we have a very special guest. Carrie Mobley is a professional speaker, a singer, and a voiceover talent that grew up in a very small town of Clarkston, Michigan, which, by the way, for those of you who are scoring at home, Clarkston is in Oakland County, which is not a small town. Oakland County is uh, over a million residents and is a very densely populated affluent county in metropolitan Detroit. But Clarkston is I read last night only has about 900 residents so a uh, small town. She's a University of Michigan grad but we're not going to hold that against her being a uh, <laughs> Michigan State Spartan but she is also a wife, a mother of four boys and today she can regularly be seen on TVs across North America as a guest host on Home Shopping Network now known as HSN, the shopping channel in Canada and PBS. My friend Carrie Mobley, welcome to Business Beyond the Boardroom.
1: Hi, Mark. How are you? My old friend. Oh, I'm so gosh. glad to be here. It- I feel like I've made it. You know, you finally asked me to be on the show, so thank you. I appreciate oh, you having me.
0: It's so fun having you. Carrie, you and I met, I wanna say eleven years ago, something like that. We were introduced by somebody I was running the offices. I think her name was her name Kim?
1: Is that that rings a bell.
0: She was running the offices where I was renting for the business that I had. Kristen, and, Kristen, yes. yes, Kristen. Yes, and I said I need somebody that could be an MC for my events, and she said, "Well, I know this gal, and she's pregnant." And at the time, it was the Baby Expos was the business that I owned, and she said uh, she's pregnant and she's got three boys. I said she sounds like a good amount of crazy for me, so let's <laughs> let's meet up and. We uh, met up, and I guess 11 years later, here we are. I got to tell you, I am so proud. Uh, although we haven't uh, seen each other in a little bit, it's been fun watching you. It's been uh, really—I'm I'm super proud to be able to um, have worked with you 11 years ago as we uh, did those baby expos, but to watch how, as a mom of four boys, you continue to pursue your dreams as a singer, as a voiceover talent— on TV, I mean, hello, Home Shopping yeah. Network, all over the country and probably the world, and um, it's it's been really cool. On top of PBS and the other things with uh, home with the uh, shopping channel, but. Um, really exciting, and I'm super proud of you uh, yeah. for what you continue to, to to strive for in your in your life.
1: Well, thank you. I could absolutely say the same about you. You know, here you are, and you're you're doing great. Honestly, Joy and Kylie, I could have listened to both of them for the entire hour. Really great information.
0: Pat, Pat says that every week. He yeah, he, right. He, he's over there on the other side of the glass taking notes, and I still have him on the phone. I'm still
1: talking to him. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, and, and and we've talked about expanding the show to a different to another hour or uh, more days of the week, but I just, I mean, with everything that I'm doing, it's hard. But I want to dig into your story, Carrie. You grew up in a small town of Clarkston, Michigan. Tell us what it was like, little town inside a big city. Nine hundred well, so people. Wait, wait a minute. First of all,
1: the village. Well, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. What you got to tell her just because she doesn't have
1: headphones. But nine hundred people—that's not a—that's not a little town. That is a village. <laughs> so yes. the village of Clarkston, you're right, is is very small. But Independence Township, I think, is what the town is actually called. Encompasses uh, a little bit bigger. It's a suburb of Detroit, of course. You know, booming when we had you know General Motors, Chrysler, uh, Ford headquarters all in Detroit. So it's a great suburb. My dad, in fact, was an engineer for General Motors. Mm. Um, helped design the front and rear end of Oldsmobiles back in the 80s. So I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, awesome. Um, And my entire family, other than my dad being an engineer, they were all in the medical field. And I was born to be on a stage. And I just had a big personality. Um, One of the main influences in my life was a woman named June Lauer. Mm. Uh, She was my baton teacher. Baton, of all things, right? Okay. Um, From the time that I was nine until I was 19. And she taught me how to speak publicly. She taught me how to carry myself. She taught me to enjoy the stage, to have confidence, um, and how to make sure, you know, kind of based on our conversation earlier, that you were prepared for any situation. And that led to PBS. Mm. And my dad worked with a gentleman who had been volunteering at PBS. Now, most of the work that I do at PBS is volunteer And we'll talk about that in depth in a little bit. Um, but at 17 years old, they invited me into the studios of WFUM on the campus of, um, well, they called it University of Michigan, but I actually think it was on Mott Community College. I remember, campus. yeah, Mott, yep, sure. Yep. Yep, yep. And um, at 17, I did my first live, unscripted television presentation mm. about public television as a 17-year-old. And... It did not go well. Oh, really? I, I want, do you uh, have it on?
0: I mean, is there tape somewhere you know, rolling there around? There must
1: be. But yeah. all I can remember is I had a co-host named Karen. The floor director points at me. The light goes on. I tried to memorize what I was going to say. Oh. Big mistake yeah. in live trying yeah. to memorize, yeah. especially without a teleprompter, right? And so I started, and I flubbed it, and I remember saying repeatedly, put the camera on Karen, put the camera on Karen, put the camera on Karen. <laughs> so sure enough, Karen takes over. They come back to me and ah, gave me a chance to exhale. And um, that is really where this whole thing started. I'd still planned on going to nursing school up until that point.
0: Unbelievable. So you, so you uh, of course... You mentioned baton. Tell me about, just briefly, real quick, about in in grade school, high school, activities that you were involved in. Were you a cheerleader?
1: Um, I was a cheerleader in ninth grade. I knew it. Of course. I knew it. But really, I was the first baton twirler that Clarkston High School ever had. And um, my band director, I'm also a drummer. I gave birth. My first son happens to be an amazing drummer. He's a drummer. I've seen Uh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm a national champion baton twirler for the Drum Majorettes of America. (laughs) Um, I twirled for the Detroit Lions. And when I won that national championship, typically they bring that girl out to the Lions uh, so that she can feature Twirl. Well, I was already that. But because I was also a singer, they decided, um, you know, what else can we do? Let me sing the national anthem. So for a sold-out game against the Browns in 1996, I sang the uh, the national anthem. Oh,
0: how fun. Yeah, That is awesome. Did the Lions win that game?
1: You know what? I don't even think I cared. I was <laughs> I, I was just my head was in the clouds. It I was bet. a wonderful wonderful day. I think
0: Barry was Barry Sanders still 100%. playing hundred
1: percent. Oh, he yes, was. He was. <gasps> yep. I'm so yep. jealous.
0: <laughs> Barry Sanders was amazing to watch. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what was,
1: he's doing these days.
0: He's he's probably just enjoying life. Good. And probably As he not. Should. Probably not enjoying Lions football. Although I think did they win? I don't know. Maybe they did. No, up anyway, and down, up so and down. So you went, you went to U of M. Right. Went so to I University changed, of Michigan. I,
1: I changed my college path, and I went into what most parents would dread to hear, communication. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. what, are you going to get a degree in sociology? Yeah, right. And, I, and no, I mean no disrespect, but the truth is, you know, spending four years and however many thousands and thousands of dollars on an education mm. that won't lead you to something— Still gives you a degree that you should always be proud of, but ultimately, I want to know when I send my four boys to school that they're going to get a degree in something that will be useful, that mm. they, that's tangible. And for me, I knew I wanted to go in television, and I knew that I already had experience in it, so it, it was easier for my parents, I think, to stomach because of I that. I see. Okay. Um, great education at the University of Michigan. It happened to be the Flint campus. Yeah, sure. And, um, and then I met my husband. Brian. Yep, Brian. He is. Where did the, you Where
0: did you meet Brian? We met Can through
1: mutual friends. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We met through mutual friends, and um, he's in the car business. He is currently the general manager of the Jaguar dealership yes, right he here is. in the Tampa Bay area. Yes, yes, he is. So they opened a new dealership in Florida, and they said we'd like you guys to go.
0: And that is an Elder. Elder Automotive. automotive. Uh, yes. Family brand. so he, he worked for Elder in Detroit.
1: Um, correct, yeah. yep, exactly. When down. I met him, okay. he was at the Troy Ford store. I remember and that they, story. yep. Yep, moved him over to Jaguar to get some, you know, Jag training. But he's just a great businessman, mm. would also be a great guest. Didn't graduate yeah. from college, mm. self-made man, mm. um, uh, really insightful. Yeah,
0: I know this. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure have, you do. I've sat at his desk in his office. So. Oh, it's been It's been a few years. We need yeah. to talk to him. Brian, if you're listening to this, Carrie, just open the door. You need to call me. <laughs> All right, so... Talk about that. So you moved to you move to Florida, and fast forward, you also—so how did, how in the world do we start competing in the Mrs. Florida pageant Mrs., through yeah. Mrs. Tampa?
1: Well, part of baton twirling is about that poise, right? They want to make sure that not only are you a great athlete and you're twirling, they also want you to— to have the grace and the elegance to walk and to stand that your social skills needed to be on point. So they do an interview section as well. Um, but the modeling part was always very fun. You know, learning how to walk into a room and capturing attention, um, learning how to stand so that you don't look or feel awkward. And I enjoyed it so much. Plus the beautiful dresses. Yeah. You know, and um, so I decided after I had given birth to three of my boys, I was newly pregnant, didn't know it quite yet. I um, won Mrs. Tampa and then went on to compete for Mrs. Florida. Um, found out I was pregnant with number four. Yes, another boy. <laughs> and um, so Mrs., Mrs. Florida was amazing. In fact, the girl who won, April Lufriu, she not only won Mrs. Florida, she went on to win Mrs. America and then won Mrs. World. Wow. So if you're going to get beat by anybody...
0: She would be the one.
1: That's the one. Oh, yes, how awesome, for sure. though.
0: That's but really cool. But it
1: got me, as a woman, mm-hmm. to step outside of myself as a mother because up until that point, everything that I did was playgroups and playground and Mm. preschool and tummy time and where's the pacifier and nursing and weaning. Mm. And while I loved it, and I still do, I still knew that there was something in me that wanted some form of that stage back. Mm. You know, I come to life with a microphone on a stage and where I know that a lot of people being on stage, you know, public speaking is their worst fear. There are some of us, you know, probably in this room, um, that they thrive on that, and I missed it. So that brought me back into the platform.
0: Awesome. And I bet you right now there's somebody, and it doesn't have to be a mom, but there's somebody listening to this show right now that's saying, you know what, there's something in my heart right now that I wished I was still doing, but I have either put it on the back burner for, another reason or something you know a job or a relocation or something and this might be that chance might might be that little light switch on that says you know what i can do that too I want to dig into what it's like being on TV. Mm. I mean, you you already mentioned, and your kind of TV is totally different than the kind of TV that we see on the nightly news or um, in sports or whatever, specifically because you're selling. As an HSN guest host, I mean, this is no easy task. I mean, you've got to familiarize yourself with new products every time you're getting ready to go on the air. You've got to learn talking points and sales points and then be able to effectively communicate, like we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. all of that in a short period of time on air. I mean, tell us, how does this even work?
1: It is the most interesting form of sales that anyone can be subjected to. First of all, you can't see your audience. Although HSN has done a really, really, really great job of investigating who our viewer is. And in fact, when I was being trained for this, um, they call her she she is you know between fifty and sixty years old she's an empty nester, but she doesn't quite have grandchildren yet she's got money to spend, um, but it has to be on something that adds value to her life she 's seen it all she 's heard it all. How do you engage her mm. so
0: she's your avatar she 's the one you 're talking to
1: absolutely so you
0: pretend in your mind. This is who I'm talking to.
1: Yeah, and I, for, at this point in the game, I mean, having been in you know, live unscripted television for 25 years, mm. it, I almost don't even think about it anymore. But I will say in our form of sales, you have about 20 seconds – to engage your viewer as they are flipping through the channels. Mm. And so you have to be very clear and concise and start very basic with what you are selling. Right. So let's say, for example, I have an awesome product that I use and love as a gardener. It's called Spray and Grow. Mm. And let's pretend somebody was watching the whole way through. You have to dumb it down as 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 basically as you can from the beginning. This is vitamins for your plants. Okay. It's gonna give you more, bigger, better. And then you start to dive into how you use it, what the results are going to be, and on and on. So in this case, though, you have to know that in any given minute, you have a million people leaving and another million checking in. Mm. So there's a lot of reiteration, yes. a lot of repeating, and so in a 10-minute span, you will have a 3 minute presentation, you know, 2 to 3 times. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's you know crazy.
0: That's, that's a lot like radio. We refer to it as like the the subway, you know. People are always getting on, people are always getting off, and that's, you know, people are scanning the dial on the radio just like they are with their with the with the TV. Well, talk about some of the biggest professional lessons you've learned working in TV. Um mm. I mean, obviously you've got to, you got to have at least one lesson oh, yeah. that you could share.
1: Yeah. 100 percent. The best lesson that I can give is if you aren't in your dream job right now and it's still something that's constantly in the back of your mind, the time you spend volunteering, Mm. even if it's on a weekend, even if it's for a couple of hours, because Mark, from 17 until 32, I was volunteering my time for PBS, but I was getting professional experience. I was making connections. My skill sets were being, um, you know, they were growing. And so when it came time for that first audition at the Home Shopping Network, it was as if I had had a paid job for those, you know, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 years. And so not only am I now getting paid I loved it so much that I would have paid them to let me do it. So just know that volunteering, you're not just giving of yourself. There is a huge gain with that.
0: Sure. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that all the time, and he talks about how if you really want to get into a career doing something, That if you're serious, I mean, you're serious, you absolutely want to do this, then you should go work for free. In fact, you should be willing to pay because if you know this is your heart's desire, this is your dream, go after it. Yeah, Do it. That's one of the reasons why I'm so proud because I know and I've watched and I've seen that that you're not just talking it. You've done it.
1: Well, and I will will say I do... I have to give my husband credit because while I was raising these boys, right, he was the one that was going to work every day. And so when I was going to volunteer, you know, it gave me a break from the kids. It allowed me to go and do what I love. Not everybody has that, but there are weekends. There are times. You just have to meet the right people.
0: Wow. So it sounds like Brian's getting ready to retire now so that he can live (laughs) on uh, Carrie's Carrie's gig. Pat, did you have a question? Yeah, by the way, you guys were wondering what Barry Sanders is doing now. He
1: is the Lions ambassador and uh, he does all the community outreach for the Lions. And if you have a suite, he comes by and visits everybody in the suites.
0: I love it. Well, God bless Barry Sanders. Well, listen, I, I hear from people in our industry, and I say our industry, the radio, TV industry, but especially from females, that there's a lot of pressure. You know, the whole beauty thing, the appeal of youth, all of that stuff. You obviously take care of yourself. You're fit, healthy, and you look great. I know that I'm getting a little personal here, but do you ever feel that pressure? You're getting ready to get on TV in front of millions of people, how do you deal with it, and what do you what do you go through mentally, psychologically, so that you don't drive yourself insane?
1: Well, um, thank you. By the way, I appreciate that. Uh, gardening is my main form of exercise. It's good for the soul and for yeah. the body. But one of the best parts, as an aging woman, I'm forty three years old. One of the best parts about HSN is that our audience, they're not. 15, 25, 30 year olds. Mm. In fact, they actually appreciate the value that your experience and your age has. If I, at, you know, 20 years old, came on and tried to tell them about gardening, they're like, honey, I've been gardening since before your mother was born, that kind of thing. So my credibility almost my age gives value to my credibility. And especially because a lot of the products that I sell on the home shopping network are lawn and garden related. For me to go out there super glamorous is is inappropriate right and it it would be a major disconnect if i had you know pageant hair and <laughs> lipstick which by the way i love yeah, you know right, right but you have to know your audience sure and um i get to put my hair in a ponytail you know throw some converse on and some shorts and they really take me more seriously now i still love botox let's not get crazy <laughs> okay, okay? Yeah. but even if i weren't in television i'd still get it
0: you're still gonna take yeah. care of yourself right <laughs> Gotcha. Were, were, you a, were you a girly girl when you were growing up? I
1: thought I was, but two of my boys recently have told me that they thought I was a tomboy. And really? I don't know if I should be offended or flattered. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I was like, I am a pageant girl. Right.
0: What? Right. But well, I'm I am not
1: afraid to get down and dirty. I mean, t- t- t-
0: because of that, you we talk about that being a tomboy and whether you were or you weren't, but you've got four boys. What's it? I mean, draw the draw the connection there. I mean, because being a mom to four boys, I mean, you've got baseball, you've got drumming, you've got there's a lot going on. How do you how do you balance all of this as a professional, Mm -hmm. as a mom, as a wife? To a businessman who's successful and has demands. I know you go to charity events and you saw Orlando down the hall earlier. Yeah. I saw you were at a charity with him not long ago. How do you balance all of this with your aspirations? And we've got about two minutes. So sure. I wanna, sure. uh, this is what I want to leave people with because that balance is what really truly is important because most people don't have it. So then they leave those professional aspirations behind. And, okay.
1: So uh, a couple of things. First of all, everybody is going to have their own pie chart about what, gives them, um, you know, what feeds their soul. Uh, Don't let your pie chart, you know, be, I guess, uh, influenced by what somebody else's is. And it's really hard to not have guilt. I think working mothers, especially, um, they they tend to be guilt ridden because they've been away from their kids for, you know, so long, and then they come back and they have to be the disciplinarian. Uh, I think guilt is one of the toughest things for women that men might not have to deal with. Um, there is value to your kids seeing you leave them and go and explore your passions. Mm. Um, and then, lastly, I will say that I I inherited from my dad the spaz gene. So, <laughs> so I wait, 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 wait.
0: The what gene? Uh, spaz. You okay. know,
1: I'm I'm a spaz, and okay. so is my dad. And honestly, that amount of energy. Did make me, I guess, more capable of handling four boys, a house to run, mm. a husband, and my work. And so um, if you weren't born with that gene, you know, it's okay. There are different paths to success, no matter what industry, no matter your energy level, and if all else fails, I like coffee. You know? <laughs> I like
0: coffee, too. <laughs> hey, we've got 30 seconds. I want you to tell me your, 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 one of the most uh, recent products that you had uh, presented on HSN or the mm-hmm. Canadian Shopping Channel. One product, and you've got about 30 seconds.
1: Oh, to sell it? Yeah. Oh, well, Or just th- at least tell us about well, it. Well, sure. Okay, so I work for a company called Snow Joe, and they make um, snow shoveling devices. There is an electric snow shovel that honestly throws 2,000 pounds of snow. It's called what? It's called the electric snow shovel. All right.
0: We're going to have to check this out. Yeah, the electric snow do. shovel. We're yep. out of time. Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to marksteckman.com for more information or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.